Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to the podcast. You and this yo, yo, yo. You started it. I did. And did. No. (laughs) No. 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 Since it's requested. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back, y'all. This is Franklin. Pronouns he, him, his. And I'm Shan. Pronouns they, them, theirs. Shan, do you want to, you know, before we, you know, we got to do what we normally do, you know, give the people what they've been uh, waiting for. Okay. You you know what it is. What got you fucked up this week? Mm. (laughs) Let the people know. The things that people already know. And, you know, there's an argument circulating the webs uh, about people complaining about the gas prices being high. And they're like, oh, you know, that's a first world problem. And I completely comprehend I understand, but at the same time, it's got me fucked up. It's got me fucked up, too. Stress. And I understand that it's a first world concern. Valid. A lot of things are. And we know this. We recognize it. But at the same time, you know, it's got me fucked up. I should not have to be paying $47 to fill up 13 gallons. My car used to be filled up with 28. You know this. I told you. But for them, for them to know. So, you know, I'm sure that we're not the only ones. So if y'all are experiencing this, please, please let us know what you think and feel about it. Mm-hmm. You got any thoughts on this, guys? I know you got... You, you know... You, come on. You know how I feel about that. I, I done saw a price today that was four seventy nine a gallon. You lying. I'm not. For, like, the regular? The, the, the base model? <laughs> That's that Honda Civic gas. Oh. I drive a Honda Civic, y'all. Okay. Took me thirty eight ninety to fill up. I was mad. I cried on the inside, okay. Mm. Oh, wow. Let it out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you said, oh, you felt it. I felt it. <laughs> the pain, the suffering, the, the cha-ching I was in the in pockets. peril. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that damn word. In peril. I was dying earlier. Yes. Dying. Um, <laughs> I cannot. So, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to see what happens. That should not be the amount that you're paying for gas. That should not be the amount. It shouldn't. I'm hoping gas prices go down soon and real soon. Same. But we're going to keep living and doing what we can. I guess we have to continue adjusting budgets every week. Because maybe next week will be a $5. I hope not. (laughs) Same. (laughs) And hope not. (laughs) And did. And did. Not. They said, and did get your money. Mm-hmm. And did. They said, what you gonna do, drive around? They said, Can't do that without gas. They said, you gonna, you gonna walk instead? Mm. mm. Not gonna do it. So, where exactly were you that you saw gas at four? You said 475? 479. Oh, nine. I nine. said four cents less. Cash price. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cash price. Oh. Mm-hmm. There was something else that my friend was telling me, and then I had seen something on Facebook. I told you, I think, on Snap, that some people were, the bulletins, they were putting a higher price, but actually leaving a lower price on the pumps. Mm. So, and somebody on Facebook was like, y'all better hurry up and go to this this gas station so y'all can get this dollar and 25 cent um, gas. Uh, where, where that? Um, do I have to go to Delaware? I'm, I'm coming. Where, Pull where? up. What's going on? Shit. In there. We going. Road trip. Hello? Gas cans. Filling them up. Ten of them. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that we mutually... You know? ...are suffering in that way. Yeah, of course. Well, the nation. Solidarity. Yeah, unless you're the rich. Um, So, (laughs) money. (laughs) Not impacted. Oh, for them... Uh, for them, two dollars is like Must twenty be cents. Nice. Well, maybe five. Drop cents. in the bucket. Mm-hmm. Period. Pennies. Ugh, what is that? What is a twenty dollar bill? Nothing. We don't carry that. 
Chump change. That would get me so livid so fast. So, what's got you <laughs> fucked up? What has got you fucked up? You know, I just feel like something about work has me fucked up mm. every week. Come on. Every week. And um, this week, I'm going to say Anonymous got me fucked up. Oh, yes. All the way. All the way. <sighs> and that's, I just, I gotta leave it there. Okay, it's Friday night. It's Friday night. We're not there till next week. That's a Monday problem. Come on. Hmm. And that's on boundaries with work. Okay. That's on self-preservation. That's on another topic that mm. we should definitely talk about because that's some, listen... We be working, 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 and then we just be at work on the weekend sometimes. Because mm-hmm. work is consuming, and all we do is work to make to make money. Let me shut up. Work to make money to pay mm-hmm. to live mm-hmm. to work mm-hmm. to make money to pay to live uh-huh. to work. Oh, to make money to what? Pay uh-huh. to live. Ooh, poetry. What is a vacation? I don't know her. Hmm. Two weeks. Well, some people three if they you know. Hopefully, fluffy. well i hope anonymous um gets it together come next week okay okay get get anonymous together real quick come on huh on a tight route shipped out goodbye oh wow to the left to the left not shipped out (laughs) not ice I'm fucked up. No, I... I'm fucked up. Nice. That's instantly what came to my mind. No. I was like, shipped out? Am I making a fucking joke about immigration? <laughs> you know, I need to shut the fuck up. Not in that voice. And there's advice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, Shandy, you want to tell the people what we doing today? What we talking about today? Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> today we are talking about Navigating heteronormative space and in general heteronormativity. Yes. Would you like to give the people an example and or definition? Yes. Now that I'm not in a cloud in the clouds. Um, yes. You said I was elevated, elevated above the clouds. Above okay. The clouds. Perfect transit. You always doing it. Heteronormativity, whew, deep, heavy. He- I think that's just my default word when I describe things, heavy. Heavy, because it weighs you down. Oh, yeah. It weighs you all the way down. Heteronormative for what? For, for whom? Straight for it. Come on. Because <laughs> I was going to say it. I was, <laughs> but you were... <laughs> Nothing new between us. You had me. You had me. Because you had me. Okay. Come on. Reciprocity. Period. All the time. A hundred. Hmm. So, heteronormativity, how I would describe or define in my way, heteronormativity is being restricted and not being allowed to be 100% yourself in certain environments, certain spaces, whether we're talking about gender identity, sexual orientation. Ugh. Hmm. You are silenced indirectly at times. Mm-hmm. And heteronormativity is also rooted in privilege. Because some people might be doing things and might be limiting your experience, making comments. Even if they know your identity, they might still make comments. Because why is it a big deal? You're too sensitive. Too sensitive. Mm. So then at times you feel like you're not included. At times you feel like your opinion isn't valid. So you end up not sharing it. You end up finding a way to cope in that space. What would you add to that? Uh, There's a pressure to assimilate to Mm -hmm. the norm. And I use air quotes with that. Okay. All right. And um, you can't be you here. Be somebody else. But you can't be you here. You said make me comfortable. Okay. For my comfortability, 
I need you to change. Because the world outside of this space isn't already comfortable for me. Mm. Um, Oh, wow. Ooh. I'm a threat to you. Me simply being myself. Okay. What you got? And what do you, what are you internalizing that I am your problem? You know, it goes back to what, I think this is your mantra. (laughs) (laughs) This is me. (laughs) Yep. Why does my business concern you so much? My damn business. Why does my business, my existence, my way of navigating the world interrupt your functioning? Does it? Why are you so bothered? What's got you so bothered? You want to know what the real question is? What is it? <laughs> I hate Tell it so me. much. Tell me. <laughs> Who's signing them checks for them? I'm trying to get a check. Listen. Money. Give it to me. To me. Because <laughs> my business is so enticing. It tastes so good. Okay. Are you projecting something about yourself? I mean, we can have the top we can have the topic out here free roaming. We can talk about it. But you're not ready? Okay, cool. So you're gonna bring me down? Understood. Mm-hmm. So apparently passionate. We are just ready to have this conversation. Because who I am threatens you so much. Why? What didn't you get as a child? Keep, come on. What are you missing? Who has torn you down? You said take him to church. Because you... <laughs> <laughs> on high. <laughs> so, I know we have a couple questions. Yes. Would you like to start us off? Yes. Yes. Um, also... With heteronormativity, we'll be talking about gender roles and expectations Mm -hmm. because (sighs) chicken egg. Hand in hand, baby. All right. One in the same. How much of yourself do you feel like you can be in heteronormative spaces? How much of yourself do you feel like you can be in heteronormative spaces? Mm -hmm. I would say not 100% myself, thinking about all the identities that I possess. And also, just side note, we all have identities, and we need to stop acting like we don't. What is an identity? Regardless, come on, regardless of it being part of the majority or not, Mm -hmm. it is still an identity. And some people don't want to claim it, and not claiming it, it may be another sign of privilege. So I just want to put that out there. So, it's interesting. So, my, I guess my queerness, when I say queerness, I'm talking about both my sexual orientation, which I identify as gay, for those who don't know already, I don't think I've ever said that on here, and for my gender identity, Mm. I think that I'm, you know, over the years I'm leaning more towards the androgyny zone. Mm. Androgynous. I think that those two show up a lot. Right? Being in heteronormative spaces, people might talk about the opposite gender. Right? If I'm... Like, I don't tend to feel 100% comfortable when, with, um, when I'm with men. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I'm like, oh my god. Like, is there more depth to you? And also, can we... Can, can we make it okay to have these conversations? It's okay. And it's not a weakness to have conversations about um, a healthy connection with your sexual identity. I am not a threat to you. Um, though you know my identity, speaking about it doesn't mean that I want something from you. Or that I'm hinting at me needing to obtain something sexually from you. So I think this speaks more of what you're thinking than mm. what I'm thinking. It's like you want me to want you, mm. but I don't. You know where my mom went? Where? To when I went to that time when I went to that concert with them. Remember I told you the guy was mm. like, oh, I'm buying you this drink. But yes, yes. Because I'm like, damn, I'm out here trying to live my life, trying to have a good old jolly time. And Listen. then you're going to throw this at me. I'm, I'm lit. What are you doing? Like, like, that's not my intention. 
keep keep your gay panic, keep your internalized homophobia over there with you. I don't need that over here with me. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And that's not what I'm here for. It's a- I'm here to look good, feel good, dance. Never even asked you to buy me a drink. But you chose to. You Ooh. chose to. And then I was so lit. I was like, oh, I'm dancing with you. You chose to pull me and dance with me in a public space. Oh, you are uninhibited. Ooh, he said, true self is out. True self is out. Mm. True self is out. True self is out. Mm. Attraction. Mm. Mm. Attraction. Attraction. <laughs> <laughs> so, he's, you know, just for the people to know. He told me, I'm buying you this drink, but it doesn't mean that, I, that I'm that i giving you something. And I'm like, dude, I told you I was going to buy you a drink. Like, this is, you know, reciprocity. We talk about reciprocity. Yeah. We're doing this for each other. We live in. Okay. So, I guess that's an example of being around heteronormative, what, people, all, Nastiness. Mm. <laughs> and it, it just doesn't feel right. And even... When I talk about, like, the way I express myself with makeup here and there, right, the way I dress, it's it's a form of art for me. It's a form of me feeling comfortable because I'm going to take time to look good. Yes. And that's just the end of it. It has nothing to do with whatever you're thinking it has to do with, right? So, sometimes I question, I have questioned what I do mm. because of how my body is set up. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm wearing eyeliner. Oh, people gonna look at me. But it's that heteronormative space that kind of creeps in here and there. But I'm still gonna do it. Okay. So, I hope that that answers your question. Those are some examples of what I've experienced mm-hmm. and within the queerness. For me, I don't feel like I can be much of myself, being non-binary especially. Mm-hmm. There is very little to no room to be my authentic self in those spaces. It's like, I have to go into talk about self-preservation mode, (laughs) right? Um, And then it's always like risk assessment. Like, how much can I be visible in this space how much space mm-hmm. am I going to be allowed to take up in this space um, or how much space am I going to take up regardless and I mean it's a constant sort of risk and threat assessment that never really ends attempting to be right like my most authentic self in those spaces and being unseen or erased, feeling silenced is a common thing that comes up or that can come up. It's somewhat different when there's allyship in those spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like, okay, people got my back. Like, and I'm not talking... You call yourself an ally. I'm talking like other people identify you as an ally. What makes you an ally? Mm-hmm. I feel like is is what I then am tempted to question. Why are you comfortable calling yourself an ally? How does your allyship show up? Because are you just calling yourself an ally because you don't hate Whatever group you're an ally to. Or you're calling yourself an ally because you don't want people to perceive you a certain way. And to you, you internalize it as being, as being disliked. Mm. When did it become about you? Mm. No one sent for you. Okay. It was just never about you. Selective allyship. Mm. If you're an ally, be an ally. Mm-hmm. You brought up such a great point. You said, kind of checking and checking constantly, monitoring the space. Okay, if we're in the topic, am I deep? Are we going? What do I have to do to regulate? And it's different if you have someone else there that mm-hmm. can also advocate. Yeah. Because if it's just you, it's just... It's There's like an it's, isolation. Yeah, 
physically you feel isolated, mentally you feel isolated, and Mm -hmm. it feels like it's just you fighting a battle. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Even with certain topics, right? When you give your opinion, you're like, oh, wow, I really don't think people are going to understand this. Hashtag unpopular opinion. Hashtag I don't really give a fuck how you feel about my opinions. (laughs) Why is your opinion the only one that should take should be taken into consideration. Where's the facts? Or is it just plain ignorance? Show me. Show me the car facts. Show me. <laughs> I need the receipts. Because the conversations are very cyclical. And I'm like, we keep revisiting this. If it's so... If it's so insignificant, why do we keep coming back? I just, look, those are the questions that run through my mind. Oh, we're here again. Mm-hmm. What is the point? What is the what point? What didn't we talk about the first time? What else are you curious about? And also, part of that, too, is recognizing that you don't have to educate people. And that's something that I've had to learn over the past years. That it's not, sometimes I just need to just... Let motherfuckers be who they are because some people are not going to open their minds and some people just don't care. So there's no need for me to exert more energy to make them care when in reality change will not happen. So it is what it is. Just be me and live. And fucking live. And did. And did. What do you do to keep you grounded in heteronormative spaces? That is a nice, big question to ground myself in heteronormative spaces to be very transparent uh sometimes I don't sometimes it has to be a decompression after or like holding space for myself afterward and giving myself comfort and reminders you know or putting myself in queer specific spaces mm-hmm. um or n- I mean, by nature and by design, they're queer-specific spaces because there are people who I share queer identity with. And in those spaces, around those people, it is where I'm most comfortable. There's no expectation for me to be anything or anyone besides who I am. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's not a grounding in the moment, but it's an aftercare. Um, sometimes to ground in those spaces takes isolation, to be honest. Sometimes, um, there's a, a reconciliation with the separation from my most authentic self. And that's when we get back into things like self-preservation, right? It's hard to feel grounded when... Everything is so superficial. The aftercare is so important. Because sometimes during, you just can't do anything. There are yeah. moments when you can't escape it, and you're just in it, and it's just like, okay, I gotta ride this through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I guess technology might have its perks then, right? Mm-hmm. Technology, at the time, you know, if I got some headphones... We just being realistic here, right? Just like when we talk about coping with anxiety, whatever okay, the case yes. music, music is a way of coping. I'm going to listen to music. I'm going to watch a video. I'm going to be on my phone. I'm glad you brought up the phone because mm-hmm. that was also something that I was thinking about. Come on. Because there's like a separation from the space in some regard. Mm-hmm. And maybe I can get my community Come on. here when I don't have it here. Affirm yourself. In ways that you, that you can. We gotta survive. Imagine having to do that in a time when we didn't have... Ex- Come on, you already felt... You already knew where I was going because I think that that right there, that level of intensity is unmatched. I mean, even today, there are people don't have that don't have access to 
what we have access to, right? Yeah. Or even a community to lean on. Mm-hmm. Obviously, in the internet, we can find different communities in different worlds. We can go... Hell, Reddit has place, has a spot Reddit. where you can read, right? There's a subreddit for everything. Come on. <laughs> but what if you can't? About the client that couldn't leave the space because the mama was like, you can't leave. You have to stay right here. Mm-hmm. So that client... I would always try to find, like, okay, what can you do? You know, you love to draw. Is Can you draw while you're sitting there? You know, because your parent doesn't allow you to leave that space. And he was like, no, like, I'm not comfortable, so I'm not going to be 100% attuned to my artistic side in that moment. I don't want to draw. I am in I am in a state of anxiety. Mm. I am in a state of uncomfortability. Mm-hmm. Damn. And your child tells you this and you still, still don't think that it's impacting your child. Wow. Hmm. So I think that you took me there. There are different facets to that because sometimes, like you said, sometimes you got to take care of yourself afterwards because you can't do it in the moment. There are limitations to consider. And I mean, I think we often think of the children and the messages the children are Mm-hmm. absorbing right well you mentioned technology I guess one last thing within that what do you do where do you go when you're in those spaces and you're like I need to get away sometimes I go to my text messages mm-hmm. sometimes I go to insta of grams sometimes I might go to reddit I got that over here too, you know, being the subreddits, just <laughs> scrolling. <laughs> I might go to my music library. Yes. Play a gay ass playlist. Mm-hmm. Something. Maybe go to YouTube for some comedic relief. Some like something to remind me that this ain't this ain't always it, you know? So it creates, again, that's like detachment and separation from the space, mm-hmm. but puts me in tune with a different space to help me get up to a place of something like comfortability. Period. Mm-hmm. But I'd be, I'd be going. I'd be going places. I'd be diving into that world. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you go? Look. You know, I'll be in that music. Okay. Uh, sparking different identities into one to make me comfortable. It's like creating my own reality. Reality with music, depending on what I'm listening to. Um, TikTok. Funny to laugh. Look, TikTok would be a good distractor. I'm glad you said TikTok because I was thinking TikTok and then mm-hmm. I forgot to mention TikTok. <laughs> yes. But yes. Okay. Be in TikTok. And TikTok be hitting it with the music. It's just the amount of talent. I'm, I'm, I'm just every it's time. abundant. Oh. It is abundant. Humans are incredible. We though. are something damn else. Big, beautiful <sighs> brains. Yes. Yes. <gasps> And the fact that you have a space where people can embrace that, and here we go again. Those are identities Those that are people identities. possess. So we need to stop acting as if identities don't exist when you are benefiting from them, even though you don't want to acknowledge them. But, you know, I'm going else. I mean, I'm going where we are at, mm-hmm. but TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. You said the back that TikTok. Mm. Where else do I go? Do you go to Facebook at all? Yeah. I mean, my... The likelihood of... No, that's Instagram. The likelihood of me going to Instagram has gone down. I just don't be on Instagram. But if I do, I'll be watching food videos. Yum. Show me how you cooking. What you doing. What you making. Mm. Expression. Food is art. Okay. Hmm. And Facebook? You know, I'll be on Facebook too. Okay. You know, I don't be in Facebook. But, okay. <laughs> I will say that it don't hit the same. Mm. It don't hit the same. Okay. I, I can see that. But even that is a distractor. My mind gets to be elsewhere. Yeah. See how people are doing. <laughs> Occasionally come across that person who's always talking about being single. 
shut up. Let me shut up. <laughs> What's your question? <laughs> this is not shade cast. But it can be. Uh-huh. Okay. What makes navigating heteronormative spaces difficult? And I can uh, lead in Please for this do. one. To touch back to something I said earlier, or maybe I just thought it, not really sure, but nothing I said it out loud. There's an expectation mm-hmm. of a certain portrayal or a certain facade. Mm-hmm. There's still that level of expectation in those spaces. And that is difficult. Also, I'm not heterosexual or cis. And so being in a space that is majorly that, majorly, (laughs) that's not a word. It is today. Majorly and majority. Okay. That (laughs) um, automatically puts me in an uncomfortable space. It also depends on the people who are in the space. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have like the more well-meaning people, right? And that's, there's still a level of uncomfortability, but there's a level of a lack of threat in those spaces. In other spaces with other people who might not be so keen, there can be, and there generally is a level of risk involved. The people who are in the spaces sometimes make navigating the space difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, the level of heteronormativity expectation in the space make the space difficult to navigate. If, a, if people in the space will recognize who you are, like genuinely that also had plays a factor in the difficulty of navigating the space but for me i think the expectation is like what makes it hard as hard as i find it anyway unspoken rules Hmm. And sometimes, a lot of times, actually, people don't know. And they act on them, and then when you bring it up, like, you have, might have people that are like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> this, this shit's deep. I think, just to piggyback on what you said, people most definitely make it more difficult, more challenging. And I think that that in itself, for me, creates a whole nother identity. Mm-hmm. It creates like a a shield identity, if that makes sense. So, right? Tell us, tell us more. tell us tell us more about the shield identity y'all can't see but i i am a gesture talker i make a lot of hand gestures (laughs) make a lot of hand gestures i'm also a signer now so naturally i'm like just be like moving my hands you know my whole body is a conversation how would you say indeed Leave me alone. Please, yeah. please. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. Well, did is a finger spelling word anyway. D-I-D. And? And. And did. Or you can even do like. Yes. And did. You go, you go, um, no. teach me. Oh, okay. <laughs> you going to teach me Spanish? What? What'd you say? Yeah. You say something? Oh, you going to teach me? We going to have a lesson? Remember that one time we had a lesson? Years ago. They tried. <laughs> Years ago. They tried. They tried to put me, tried to put me, me in, in a... a... <laughs> Slimer. So. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> the shielded identity. No, the shield, not shielded, because that's another that's mm. another girl. The shield identity. <laughs> it's the identity people see and the identity people believe makes who you are. So I can give you an example of me. A lot of people don't see 100% Franklin in different bits and pieces of me come out. I might show, like in heteronormative spaces, I might show a quiet, reserved, intellectual type person, right? Where if I share my opinion, I want to definitely engage. And if we're going to talk about something, I want to give you some facts. And I want to engage in conversation. A lot, oftentimes, I, I'm like, are people really curious? Like, do you want to know things? You can ask a question. We can continue having conversations. And it doesn't have to be strictly about queer identities. No. Though they are fascinating. Uh-huh. Without a fucking doubt. Endlessly fascinating. And, and the conversation can, can continue for hours. And when you get to that level of connection with someone... Mm. Like, damn, like, I'm really sick with you. You really want to get to know me. Me. Me, like, not the me that you you believe to know. Right. But the the real me. Mm -hmm. The me that I know I am. Come on. Ooh. Ooh, that's a level. That's a level. (laughs) And I often tell myself, damn, if we were to get to a point where all areas of my being were out in the light, it would be an amazing experience for all parties involved. I agree. Because let me tell you, with the shield identity, my humorous part might mm. not show up as much, but it does come out here and there, and then people laugh. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> Meet the girls. Uh, <laughs> the part of me that wants to talk about sexual things, about attractiveness... Because there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that somebody is attractive. Not at all. It doesn't have to be a thing where if I tell you you're attractive instantly, you have a target on your back and there's some deeper meaning. It's not that deep. And that's not to say that for some people, heterosexual people as well, that might be the case. They might want something. Yeah. Especially heterosexual people. So the shield identity is a protective (laughs) <laughs> a protective cloak that we might have. A protective cloak. 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 What is a cloak? Isn't hold up. Let me look. A cloak. Is it cloak? A robe thing. Yeah. Cloak. Ooh, cloak. <laughs> a cloak with a team. A I was like, did he just say close? I'm retiring. <laughs> Good night. Take the English back from me. <sighs> a cloat. <laughs> the cloat that we have. I'm tired of me. Tired of me. You got it now, though, the cloak. I d- you want to tell us it's like a cloak? Like fuck that shit. <laughs> right, I'm gonna finish it. Yeah. The cloak. <laughs> Damn, I forgot what I was saying. I was saying it's it's, it's like a cloak. Protective. It's a cloak. And it's sad that some people can't see all parts of you. I love seeing people who are just like fuck it. I don't give a fuck. This is me. I'm a hundred, a hundred. Myself. Shit is beautiful. I'm gonna say something, and I just want to see what that brings up. Okay. It's not a question, but it's a... A thought-provoking statement? Yes. Ooh. Yes. You let them know who you are. And did. And did. Two words. Identities. Insight. What comes to mind? The two words you chose are identities and insight. Mm Mm-hmm. You talking insight into my identities or insight because of my identities? (laughs) What you talking? Whatever you heard. What? <laughs> this is your story, baby. Stop. I said two words. Stop. I, I, I didn't say we taking 495. You want to go to 695 if you want. 
You wanna go to 95 and go right ahead. 295, hey, 275. I was about to say 295. <laughs> Come on, Parkway. Okay. <laughs> uh, I So, I got both. Insight because of and insight into my. Mm. All right. And much like to what you just said, sometimes different people see different parts. Yes. And sometimes that's a comfortability thing. Sometimes that's a self-preservation thing, a safety thing. We can't always afford to be ourselves, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Insight into my identities. Mm -hmm. Like you said, different people sometimes get different parts. And that is what it is. Not everybody deserves to see your full self. Yes. You gotta hold on to that. Protect that. And sometimes you can let that blossom and flourish and grow into whatever it's gonna be. And you don't have to pigeonhole yourself. Yes. That's a little insight because of my identities too in there. So I mean, hey, just hey. Full circle moments. Full circle. All encompassing. Okay. Insight to who I am. Insight into my insight. Because mm. I be insightful as fuck. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you said hoes be like an introspection. Okay. They, the girls live. They, they live. Come on with it. No, because I was holding back and I was going to let you Don't finish. Don't hold back. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so many people choose one identity and that's the only thing they are. Come on. And then people act like you can't be, you can't be different parts of what yourself. What is, what is a multifaceted human being? All I am is a man. All the time. That's exhausting. You gotta be on. Exhausting. Expectations of what a man is. Be manly. Ugh. Don't be soft. Ugh. Talking about your emotions, soft. Acknowledging your emotions. Acknowledging acknowledging your full range of human emotions. Soft. Living in hypermasculinity is belittling femininity. Hmm. The girls are not ready to hear what no, you're No, because saying. that's what... It, no, th- and this is where I was at. <laughs> this is where I was at. Because how are you... Go. The girls are not ready to hear what you're saying. They're not. They're, they're not, not ready to hear what you're saying. I'm trying to articulate and I can't find a way. It's just like, I want to I be like, boom. You know? Kaboom. <laughs> With a cloaked. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell the girls, mm. inform the girls inform. of how and why hypermasculinity belittles femininity in its essence. One, you're demeaning certain attributes that we can we connect to a certain identity, mm-hmm. right? You mentioned expression of emotions. You know, well. Because even that has depth. So we'll leave it there. So you saying that being a man is not showing emotions. It's like you saying showing emotions is a woman's thing. It is. And people say that. Like people say that. It is. Indeed. That's what they and they'd be like. They, Unless it's anger. Because anger on. is manly. Mm-hmm. But sadness. Mm-hmm. Is not manly. That is for women. Non-binary people don't exist. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Um, myself included. Um, so really, the girls, they say, men, let men be men. Mm-hmm. Let them do all the hard stuff. Hard men. This is what they say. That's they, not, they, they did say that. that they did say that. Mm-hmm. No, women are just delicate and they're soft. The nurturer. 
emotional caretaking role. Why does everybody cream over a single dad? We're happy that these men are capable of caring for the child they produce. Where is the bar? Right. Or, oh my God, he's so self-sufficient. Let's celebrate Where is the bar? And that right there is beautiful. You know why? Because that's where... Come on. (laughs) How do we not believe in identities, but we still link things to certain identities to make sure that those people are in a box? Mm, confinement. Confinement. Women can only be this way. Men mm-hmm. can only be this way. Mm-hmm. Gay people can only be this way. Mm-hmm. Non-binary people can only be mm-hmm. androgynous. Mm-hmm. And you can only, if you can see mm-hmm. that a person is more masculine or feminine leaning, then they are Clearly not non-binary. Like it's just if you are an AFAB person and you like to dress in women's clothes or feminine clothing, both of those have air quotes, just so y'all know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you're not non-binary, so I don't even know what you're talking about. Which dun 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 can play into a person's dysphoria. Yeah. Because navigating and existing in those heteronormative spaces where you can't be your full self. Is demeaning. But y'all not ready. Y'all not trying to hear it. No. They're not ready to be humans. What's a human? If as a human... If, if, ooh, ow. Mm-hmm. If as humans we have to create subcategories, right? Mm-hmm. To keep people in boxes? Mm-hmm. Strict categories, mind you. Mm-hmm. What's a human? How would you describe a human then? What is lived experience when language exists and pigeonholes you? But living like life experience supersedes language. We have the language because we've had the experiences. Mm-hmm. No, no, things are not new. We're calling them new things. Yeah. Beautiful. Because another conversation the girls ain't ready to have is the fact that language is always changing. Evolving. Language is manipulated. Mm-hmm. Constantly. And if it's not, it's a dead language. Language is a living thing. Mm-hmm. But we're not ready. And people have used language to create a system in which others are oppressed and some are kept in the majority to keep a certain level of cohesion. What type of cohesion is this? This ain't cohesive. Who gets to make the rules? Who makes the rules? Who who determines what's a part of the language now? And as humans, are we not entitled to question actions previously verbally um, Placed as law. Mm-mm. Well, make no revisions. The Constitution is the Constitution for a reason. Norms are so interesting. Mm-hmm. So. I brought up the Constitution and I went to a place. And yeah. I went to a place. Because <laughs> the girls are not ready. If when we created this thing, Mm -hmm. we were in this place of superiority and inequity and inequality, Mm -hmm. why aren't we then, as a, (laughs) taking a look as a whole, you know, where we are, where we were, the parts that are, you know, oh, that's why we have amendments. How many amendments do you make? Let me low-key give you what you want, but I'm not changing nothing. Yeah, a little something. Mm-hmm. A little something. It is okay to not be okay with how things are. Mm. It is okay to believe that you're being ripped off of your existence and your ability to live freely within yourself. 
You did not choose to come to this planet where these rules are set in place to limit you and belittle you. You are not what people say you are. It's so funny, I find, because we are not who other people say we are until we are only who other people say we are. It's Mm -hmm. like the weirdest, Mm -hmm. like, dichotomy, if you will. Okay. It is, we allow other people to dictate so much of who we are and how we see ourselves. It's sad. It's sickening. In the worst way. Who are you to tell me who I am? Who are you? And if you can't answer that simple question. Well, it doesn't have to be simple. But if you can't answer that question. What gives you the right to tell me who I am? Do you fully know yourself? Who? Have you given yourself the time to take up space? Mm. Or is the space I'm taking too much for you to handle. Because you can take up space too. You know the amount of, you know, oh God. The amount of people I see fulfilling certain identities, which, you know, we have to consider culture, language, etc., right? Mm-hmm. Because these conversations can't be had everywhere the way we're having them, right? Sure. But there are a lot of people that I'm like, hey, you're more than that. I can give you an example. <laughs> I tend to be around a lot of women mm-hmm. and I'm very observant, right? Especially yes. heterosexual women, heterosexual men, heterosexual people, mm-hmm. right? And I see mothers, and I know it's part of we live in this world, right? And they're doing what they can with what they've got, you know, with what the labels, that, the subcategories within their identity that's been forced upon them to some degree, right? Yeah. I'm like, damn, you are more than that. That's all you are. The whole time you've been here, have you enjoyed yourself? You haven't stepped out of that role. You're not allowed to step out of that role. But then you have the privileged ones who are allowed to be in those roles. And those roles give them the ability to do what they want. So they don't have to worry about stepping in and out of the box. So this last question is um, more of a statement. Mm -hmm. Describe your gender performance in everyday heteronormative spaces versus comfortable spaces. And I, I guess I would expound that to describe your performance of self in those het norm spaces versus more comfortable spaces. And I mean, you alluded to this or said it blatantly earlier. You know, your humor isn't always shown. Not everybody gets that part of you. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, and I think that's really significant because I think humor is so priceless honestly Mm -hmm. and it is almost like a binding agent for people because we connect so much through camaraderie and comedy and that is more positive feelings um positive ways to build community even because tell me a joke tell me a corny ass joke Mm -hmm. that's stupid and not even funny i laugh probably because it's stupid and then tell me another one and then we bond in we are bonding right Because at that point, it's not about the joke anymore. Mm -mm. It's about sharing. Mm -hmm. That's that camaraderie. Yeah. And showing that part of you with someone in itself is validating. 
who you are. Mm-hmm. Your form of comedy. There's not. There isn't one face to to anything that we do. If not, if it was the, if it was that way, all painters would paint the same. All singers would sing the same. <laughs> all performers would be identical. Identities are so vast that you can't. You can't, and there's no way of justifying it otherwise. There's no way. So. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. You said sit up. Shut up. You Shut said sit up, up in the chair. Look, I live for this. I live for this. I think. And I think it, it hits on your question, but doesn't at the same time. If I'm using comedy as a way of expression, it's not only me telling a joke. It's the way I say words. It's the inflection in my voice. It's the different characters that come out. And if some characters are more androgynous, if some characters are more feminine, masculine, those are all sub-identities within the comedic Franklin, right? So if I'm trying to be myself, some things don't need to be taken to that extreme. A lot of things don't need to be attached to my orientation, because then you're missing the point. You're not present. So in those spaces, some people don't know how to simply enjoy you because they're so focused on trying to label you within the same two identities that they know. What is a dynamic person? What is a person if not dynamic, though? Mm-hmm. Show me a static-ass human being. And, you know, people can argue lack of education. People can argue this is just the lived experience. So that's all they know. Which is fair and is valid. Right? But there's more to people. Uh, there's more to people. We're not one-dimensional beings. Mm-hmm. We're not one-dimensional we're multifaceted. Anybody can love cooking. It doesn't have to be a subcategory for certain people. Or a duty. Right? Mm. Mm. Anybody can love it. That's... This whole thing, that's how I see it. Mm. And that's the constant battle. We talking about heteronormativity in certain spaces? You can love it too without it being a black and white, a bad and good thing. What do you mean ambiguity? What do you mean gray area? (laughs) That's not a thing. (laughs) You're imagining things. (laughs) Gender roles can suck it. (laughs) Gender roles can suck it. That should be a chance. Gender roles can suck it. Let me make my fucking meals. I really like that you enjoyed the meals. Oh, wow. Don't praise me about me being able to be self-sufficient and cook for myself because as a human being, I need to sustain my body. Look. Look. Shut me up now. No. Shut me up now. No. 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 Awful. Oh, wow. (laughs) So... That that that's that's where your question takes me. Mm. That's where your question takes me. You said getting praised for doing that basic shit. Mm-hmm. Don't praise me for cleaning. Don't praise me for cooking. Don't praise me for what else? For taking care of myself. Don't praise me for smelling nice and for wanting to look good. I, I said that earlier. Mm-hmm. Don't praise me for knowing how to regulate my emotions. Come on. Don't praise me for knowing how to process my emotions. Don't praise me for acknowledging my emotions. Don't praise me for being able, being flexible enough to explore myself as a human being. Mm. Let me be. Mm-hmm. Let me be. 
And if you don't like it, don't like it over there. And last time I checked, I wasn't put here to give a damn about whether or not if you like it. Mm-hmm. So, suck it. In the words of Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me. Oh, I really like... I really like how you are. Mm. I really like how you are, right? Hear me out. Don't tell me I really like how you are. And me being how I am is me defying your norms. Is me defying the identity that you so tied to. Enamored with. Enamored. We had... We had plentiful conversation mm-hmm. on that one. Mm-hmm. We did. That was a dynamic conversation. That shit was dope. Yeah. Thank you for listening in. You know, I hope that the topic at hand is something that elicits thought, makes you wonder about our world, right? And like, you know, Shan's been saying, dynamics, dynamic, dynamic world we live in. We Mm -hmm. are multifaceted human beings. We are agents of change. We have been agents of change for so long. And let this episode be part of the continuous change that we are trying to set forth by being ourselves and expressing ourselves freely. So let us know, you know. Talk to us. Yes. About heteronormativity. All of it. Gender roles. What are your experiences? Expectations. Let us know what you what your responses are to the questions. Mm -hmm. And then when you when you do that, guess what we'll say? What we what 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 we gonna say? And did <laughs> and did and did and knew it <laughs> and said it and, and li- meant it. Uh-huh, come on and believed it. Believed it. Hmm. Believed it. <laughs> and lived in it. Hmm. In the life. In the life. So, Shan, you know, our, our our episode isn't over until we give the people... What they want. What they want. <laughs> La musica, the music. Of course. What we do to I enrich our Spanish. lives. I'm sorry? Oh. <laughs> so, you want to tell the people what, what's your, your favorite song? The, the, the song that's been nourishing you in that core. In that core. In that core. In that core. Mm. You know what? It's some Lil Nas X for me. Yes. Lil Nas? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have been listening to the Montero album. Mm-hmm. I listened to it, like, all the way through once and then, like, halfway through again, like, right after. Because it's so damn mm-hmm. good to me. To you. Okay, so if I had to to pick one song, it would be Scoop featuring Doja Cat. Oh, because it's so good. (laughs) So good. Scoop. Scoop. The shit. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Tell us us what your favorite is this this week. I'll be hype. I'll be hype. You do be hype. I don't know where I find the energy to be hype. And in... That reflects in, the music? in my music. Oh, come on. <laughs> you better know me. You better know me. <laughs> See, comedy shows in different fucking ways. Mm, so, mad, about mad big. Mad, mad. <laughs> so, the song that I have been bumping to, and when I leave that job and I'm walking to that car, this song, I'm like, headphones in. I feel like it's always a song in Spanish because it is. It is a song. It is. I don't speak Spanish. Oh wow! Um, (laughs) (laughs) The song is "Ram Pam Pam" by Nati Natasha and Becky G. Oh yes, so good to me. I keep playing it and playing it and playing it, and I've been really diving into Bad Bunny deep, like. Yeah, I wish y'all could see Franklin right now. Oh my god. (laughs) deep so thank y'all for listening once again you know we got you we got you so let us know what kind of topics you would want to hear us talk about you know shan can you let the people know where they can reach us join us in the conversation 
via email. Email. Speaking from the shadows at gmail.com. Interact with us on Instagram mm-hmm. at Speaking from the Shadows. Soon to come. Mm, what's soon to come? A Tiki Talk. A Taco Tick. Tick to Tick Tick to Tick 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 Frida, Frida. It's Big Frida. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Until next time, lovers and friends. Define yourself for yourself. Use your voice. And be great. And that's on what? Motherfucking period. Motherfucking period.